0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share.
1: We are continuing our relationship series. God is passionate about uh, about marriage. He's passionate about relationship. and uh, And we are here to help you guys today. So, uh, especially the singles, uh, Sonica, I was reading this, this wonderful, uh, it's like a, a, a Christian guide to picking up a, a girl. So uh, I was like, oh, I should have had this earlier. I think we might have gotten married a, a year earlier or something. At uh, 22 instead of 23, it would, would have been awesome. But so uh, I'm, I'm sure it, it works like a bomb. So anyway, so, I mean, ladies, for those, that are, for guys, for the, if you don't know, ladies in general like spiritual men. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so here's one for you. So uh, imagine yourself, oh, yeah, you need a microphone. So imagine yourself, uh, singles, uh, going to one of our life groups, and you had your cup of coffee, and you mosey over there to a nice single girl, and uh, you say to her, "Well, I was uh, reading the book of No, uh, I was reading the book of Numbers uh, last <laughs> night, and uh, I realized I don't have yours." That's uh, cheesy, I know. But I, I know this is going to work. It's going to help somebody. It's going to help somebody. Or another option would be you uh, also, you go over and you say, hey, hi, I'm I'm Will. God's Will. <laughs> it does help if your name is Will. Just a tip there. <laughs> or maybe while Bible study going on there, like at some point you realize that you say to, to the girl, I... I now realize why Solomon had 700 wives. Because he never met you. <laughs> oh, the classic one, the classic one is, I didn't know angels flew this low. <laughs> and then one for the ladies, one for the ladies. ladies also must be able to, um, <clears throat> so you go to the guy and you say to him, You put stud back into Bible study. (laughs) Ah, Yep, going to work like a bomb. So we are here to help you guys, whether you're single or married, we're here to help you, okay? So we like to do marriages. We want to do weddings. We are excited about weddings. And so we want to get that fire burning in your, in, your, in your relationship again. So I said this last week, this a quote from a lady, a minion. She said, a successful marriage requires falling in love many times, always with the same person. A successful marriage requires falling in love many times, always with the same person. And so you need to uh, invest
0: in one another. So one way we invested last year in our in our marriage is we did something we called Dance December. We got the idea from Stefan and Anastasia. They did Dance October, so we 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 stole the idea. It was amazing. We 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 picked one song per day, one romantic song, and we were not allowed to go to sleep before we danced. So even if it meant we had to get up, if we had forgotten, which, we which we happens sometimes. Well we had to do that. And it was it was one of the best Decembers I've had in my life. It, I say to Andre, every day felt like a holiday because we had a dance and we connected. And it was really, it was, it was just a month where... Huh, isn't that like one of my favorite songs from Dance December? It is. Yeah. Well done, Peter.
1: Who Should we? I don't know. In front of
0: everybody. So if I can do this in church, you can do it at home.
1: (laughs) So Biggie Bobby Darzell. And he is a committed Christian, so it's all legal <laughs> for those who are wondering. <laughs> so uh, it's um, if you want to fall in love over and over again with the same person, you need to invest in that person. And uh, I tell you, every time we do something like this, like every day we're going to dance a romantic song the whole of December it was it was amazing it was uh, it, uh, it was really it was good for us it was the moment you start investing there's something that happens in one's heart and what I how I see it is like there's a there's a heavenly dance that that God is wanting us to dance a man a woman who love one another i mean have you um, have you ever seen a, a, a man and woman trying to dance and the, and the woman's trying to lead? It's like, hey, hey, <laughs> this isn't working, you know? So there's a, there's a heavenly blueprint that works so beautifully. It's like, it's like a, a man and a woman where the man is leading and the woman is following, and together they are enjoying the music, enjoying one another, doing something beautiful together, and it just works you know but there's this you know so often when we we get this wrong in our relationships you know this world has 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 been distorting the role of the man distorting the role of the woman and it just confuses a whole lot of stuff so um and the result is basically is that you uh you have a rave from hell instead of a romantic dance you know <laughs> So, there's want to read this verse to uh, just, just kick this off. Mark chapter 10, uh, verses 5 onwards. Now, the context here is Jesus speaking, and, and the guys were asking him, okay, uh, Jesus, so why did Moses allow us to divorce? Or why did Moses give, the, the, in the Old Testament, the guys the right to divorce? And so, Jesus basically responds and he, and he gives the root cause of divorce. You know, we, everybody has a hundred different reasons why they would divorce, but there's only one primary reason, is this reason that Jesus gives. And he says, "But Jesus responded, uh, He wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard hearts. So that's the root cause of divorce. That's the root cause of no longer dancing together as we did, but finding yourself separating, finding distance and you find yourself in the rave from hell, is when when the, when hearts become hard. So you need to break down the hardness of heart. But it says there, then he says, but, come on, say but. Yes. But God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. So Jesus is saying the problem is hard hearts, and then he's saying, but God created them male and female. So I believe he's, he's giving part of the solution. He says, from the beginning of creation. So this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one, come on, say no one, one. let no one split apart what God has joined together. Mm, So Jesus is saying, guys, the problem it's not the money, not the issues, not the different opinions. The problem is a hard heart. And it begins with you. You don't have control over someone else's heart, but you do have control over your own. So you can deal with your own hard heart. But then he says, the key is, but God made them male and female from the creation. In other words, Jesus saying, each one of us, if you're a man, you need to understand who you are, you need to understand what a man is, what a man is designed for. And a woman needs to understand what she is designed for. And then each one can take up their position, their place in the heavenly darts. But you need to find your position, your place, your role. You need to understand that. And currently there's a lot of this that says, let no one split apart. But there's a lot of splitting apart happening in our society because of the, the wrong ideas the wrong ideas that's being sold to mankind, to society. Things like, you know, um, the, like the man shouldn't be a man anymore, you know, and the woman shouldn't be a woman anymore. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share about that in a moment. Um, but this is a massive issue. Uh, currently, even from boys' age, boys are being said, be more girl-like, you know, and, and and so so men are say no you're not, you should be more feminine and women are said to be more masculine and and there's this competition this battle between the sexes happening you know the ladies saying I'm going to show him and guys saying, no, I'm going to show her you know then it beca- doesn't that's no longer a romantic dance it's a fight dance you know <laughs> it's not great for for that hard connection so uh, so
0: your, I believe for us as ladies. God calls us for a very unique role in our marriage, and it might look different in a workplace. It might it, it would also look different in your role as a mother. But for us, as 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 a wife, I feel God has chosen us to or called us to be a nurturer, to be a helper, and to be a partner with a husband. But unfortunately, we don't have many good role models in this, in this. Um, In a specific area, because there's so many ladies who compete with men. There's so many ladies who feel threatened by men. There's so many ladies who have been wounded or disappointed by a man. And then in the process, there's there's something in our hearts that is not... It's not according to God's original design. Something happens inside of us, and I believe we'll never flourish as a woman or as a wife if we don't embrace our femininity, if we don't embrace whom God created us to be. And therefore, we, we need to realize that we don't have to compete. We don't have to compete to, to be successful, and we don't have to despise men to protect ourselves. I want to say that again we don't have to compete to be successful and we don't have to despise to protect ourselves. And I think one of the most difficult things for for ladies I think it's it's the same for a man but we have different hats we need to wear. So in the workplace we need to operate with a different hat. In our in our marriage relationship we need to operate with a different hat and when we when we are when we become a mother it's a complete different hat. And I and I believe in all three of those Areas we can boldly embrace our femininity, and that is our key to not be more like a man but to become more us. You know, and um, my role as a wife is, the, is a very unique role. You know, I can't, I'm not his mother. Okay, ladies, let's say that I'm not his mother. I am not his, we need to say that a bit louder, I think. <laughs> let's say that I am not his mother. men say good preaching. Amen. Amen.
1: (laughs) And all the men say amen. Amen.
0: (laughs) So I can't teach and train Andre in the way that I teach and train my son. It's going to backfire. It's not going to work. So I need to find a different strategy. I can't manage him like I would manage a project or, or any, any work situation. I need to I need to find my role as a wife, and if I need to wrestle through that or see God's help or pray through it until I, I find this, like Andre calls this now, this heavenly dance, until I find my specific move that's going to work for the relationship because we are not competitors, we are not competing, we are partners. We are partners, and I'm forever reminding myself of that. I need to find, I need to become fully feminine, and he needs to become fully masculine for us to be the best partnership that we can be. Therefore, we're not competing, but we're partnering for something really beautiful.
1: Yeah, so what connects with this um, is that we need to understand that male and female is not a product of society or even environment it is in our dna we are designed Mm. differently i mean little boy little girl you don't have to tell them boys are supposed to be doing this they know they want to play they want to shoot somebody they want (laughs) to cut off some heads It's awesome it's a boy you know (laughs) they want to compete and in our society and this is massive don't don't miss this there's a massive assault on masculinity and femininity. Mm. The enemy wants to distort God's original design, and it messes up everything. The moment, as I said, you try to dance, but you're competing, it's, it's a nightmare. And, and we see it even from, from, from boys, you know, they are, are, the way our education works, uh, education works wonderfully for girls, but boys want to run around and play. They don't want to sit still, you know, and, and often we, we sort of push them into a mold? Do they be like the girls, you know? No, he's a boy. Let him be a boy. Let him shoot something, you know? So we might, we, and, and ladies can't relate to it. But guys, that's how we are. Ladies, that's how we are. We want to shoot somebody, hit somebody. We want to, we want to conquer the world, you know? Not really physically necessarily, but you, you, you you know, my son, when he, when he goes to bed at night, you know, he, he, he dreams things. He imagines himself being a superhero. And, and that's part of who we are. You know, every man, is, the boys, you can see with the, of the young boys, they're obsessed with superhero stories. Because there's something on the inside of them that wants to be a hero. And we mustn't take that away from them. We must allow boys to be boys. We must allow girls to be girls. But they've done studies on this. There's a massive difference in what girls like and what boys like. But there's this pressure in society currently for men to stop being man, become more feminine, and it just messes up everything. We need to be comfortable in our skin. We need to be comfortable who we are. And there's a massive role that the woman can play to, in the man's life, and the man in the woman's life to help one another just be themselves, and, uh, and and a man, for instance, um, we are designed to be the leader in the home, the protector, and the provider. Guys, you're designed to be the leader in the home, to be the protector and the provider. So guys want to do that, and they want to be that. And when they can't be that or not allowed to be that, it emasculates men. It causes men to not be able to... to to, to be who they really are. I watched this one video about feminism, and I was reading some of the comments, and one of the guys in the comments was saying, I'm never going to protect a woman again, because I'm tired of being treated like I am, you know, as if my maleness is not okay. Okay. and, and, and I realized that's a big challenge. You know, so, so ladies, you have a massive role to play, to allow, to give the man space to lead, to give him space to protect and to provide. Now the challenge is these days, I mean, obviously we've got men and women both working, and sometimes the lady's salary is, even, is more than the man. I mean, that's what it what was for us. I was a student, Sonica was earning a, a good income, uh, and, and then later she, she, she was a chartered accountant, So so she... Always, she was always earning around four times more than me. But in, you know, that could cause a massive problem. But the way she handled it, the way she treated me, she was like, "You're the provider." I'm like, really, <laughs> you know? But the way she she didn't she didn't use it against me. She didn't like, here's your allowance. <laughs> for the month, <laughs> little boy, you know, she was like, this is our money, and you can direct how we talk about it, and it was, it was amazing, you know, it could have been a major problem, but the way she treated me, or, or honored me, uh, empowered me to be the leader in the house, so guys, we are, we are, we're designed to want to lead, we are designed to want to protect, and to provide, and and we need to be that. We need to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a partnership. But the moment those, those, those things get confused, that heavenly dance just gets really, really messed up. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, especially a challenge when the, when the wife earns more, that's, that's a big challenge. So we just want to sc- sort of celebrate womanhood for a moment, and then we're going to celebrate man and masculinity for a moment. So I want to take us to Proverbs 31. Verses 10 to 12. And it says, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Come on, let's say more precious. more precious. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. And this is so beautiful because the... the in Proverbs, it reveals, it's it sort of reminds the man, do you realize who she is? Do you realize how valuable she is? Do you realize that she can greatly enrich your life? The best investment you and I can make more than on the stock exchange or in real estate or in any other area of our lives, the best investment we can make, guys, is in the woman in our life. That's the best Investment we can make, and I understand this is difficult. I mean, I know I want to, I'm on a mission most of the time somewhere, and then I sort of then not focusing that much at home anymore. And, uh, and, and just again, preparing for this, and it's just the moment you, you, you invest, the moment you set aside time, the moment you, you make a little bit of effort, it, it, it just gets your heart sort of focused again. So, I want to encourage us, guys the best investment, come on guys, let's say this, the best investment I can make in life is in my spouse. Amen. Okay. because I mean, guys, we want to conquer. We want to go forward in our careers. No success outside of the home can make up for failure in the home. No success outside of the home can make up failure within the home. So invest. And it's, for me, amazing over time, our our Sonic and I, we rub off on one another. You know, when we, Sonic is not the type of personality that would go around boasting, like, I am awesome. She's not the type of person, you know. So over the years, and we spend so much time together, like, I, I believe in declarations of awesomeness, (laughs) <laughs> it's just been been good, even with Sonica re- writing this book. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges in terms of writing a book. You, you need to have faith. You need to have confidence that someone actually wants to read this. And it was amazing to see her and how I've rubbed off a little bit of, on her and how she would make these positive declarations. This is going to be a blessing to people, you know, or, or to just have good fun around it, just to proclaim. You
0: know, I, so it's, for me, good to see. When we started dating... He is the first declaration that I had to start making. Is I am beautiful now? He tells me, Sonika, say it. I am beautiful. I'm like, No way, leave me alone, go away. <laughs> so, over the years, I just learned to submit to all these declarations because it's the quickest that I, that I get him, you know. <laughs> I, Offer back, yes. So, by now, I just, yes, I'm anointed, I'm awesome, I'm beautiful. <laughs> what else do you want me to say? <laughs>
1: And now she's sometimes saying it without me having to tell her yeah, to say it. Yeah, yeah. Sneaky. Yes, I know it's sneaky.
0: <laughs> so I just want to focus on this one part in this in the scripture I read that says, she will bring him good, not harm, all the days of her life. And for me, that's always been so, it, it's been a scripture that I wanted to discover because how am I going to bring Andre good, not harm, all the days of my life? It's It's quite a weighty short little scripture and I realized that that one area or one way in which I can bring him good not harm is to celebrate his manhood it's something I can do every day and I think I've learned so much from having a a son just to watch him grow older he's very different to what I was when when I was a child and it's just amazing for me to celebrate that instead of breaking it down instead of saying I don't understand it or why aren't you more like me? Just to, to celebrate that. And I really believe a wife has the ability to, to change a shepherd boy into a king. You know, like David. I believe you can marry a shepherd boy and he can become a king when you believe in him, when you speak life and when you, when you encourage him constantly. You know, and I, I think many Christian wives, especially, they battle to understand certain weaknesses or certain things in, in a male. Personality that they don't relate with. And I, I want to, to take you through one example. It could be anything, but I've spoken to many Christian women who would not understand that a Christian man could battle with something like pornography. And, and it could be anything, but I'm, I'm just going to use this example simply because she isn't battling with it. Simply because in her world, this temptation or battle does not exist. So instead of covering that weakness, in her husband, she tries to help him by judging, by threatening, by shaming, by doing everything that she thinks is going to just snap him out of it, instead of understanding, instead of celebrating manhood, I'm not saying we celebrate sin or we celebrate a weakness, but we celebrate male that is different than, than female, and I just, I just learned that we as a wife, We need to separate our husband, who is a son of God, who is called and and anointed, who is a world changer from a weakness or a sin. We can't package that in the same little box. He is not a liar. He is not a pornographer. He is not a lazy man. He is a son of God. And, and if you're going to believe that of him, this is what he will become. If you can encourage him in that instead of focusing on the weaknesses. And like Andre said, every good world husband wants to be a hero. And we can empower him to be a hero or we we, we can break him down to feel like a failure. And what what we have seen in our relationship is covering one another's weaknesses helps to improve the weakness. But judging the, the weakness or being frustrated actually makes the weakness worse. Because the one makes you feel safe and the one makes you feel unsafe. And we experience that in our season when our battle to sleep in my three years after Vian was born, I, I, I had a, a serious battle to fall asleep. And it, it, was, it was very challenging for us because it's not something Andre battles with. It's not something that anybody can relate to if you don't battle to sleep. I mean, how difficult can it be to fall asleep? So the situation in ours became like this. I could not fall asleep unless he's in the bed or, unless he's away, unless he's physically traveling away from his London, I can't fall asleep unless he's in the bed and unless the lights are switched off because I, I need that secure environment. And it caused a lot of tension between us, obviously, because in, 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 at nights when he wanted to read or when he wanted to be still awake, now I'm demanding him to be in the room, and I'm demanding that the lights must be off. And in seasons when I experienced him being frustrated with a situation or... Irritated or tired of his wife not being able to overcome this, it got worse. But in seasons, and most of them were these seasons where he was encouraging me, where he was supporting me, where he was helping me from his side to overcome this. It improved, and for me, it was beautiful to witness that that I could be the same for him if he experiences a vulnerability or a weakness. For me to be frustrated because this is not my weakness. It's not going to help him. I need to encourage him. I need to believe in him. I need to tell him, even if this never changes, I'm still believing in you. Even if you're going to battle with this for the rest of your life, it doesn't make any difference to the way I respect you, to the way I see you. And the power of that is you, you allow your, the man in your life to overcome and to snap out of something that he could have been battled with for years.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. I um, just want to add this, the next verse. It says, uh, in verse 25 She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. You know, so the, uh, in the New Testament, it speaks of, of the wife being the weaker vessel. But I want to say this, guys, your wife, she has strength and dignity. And you need to see her. Her strength is different than yours. And this is very important to understand. Um, So, quick question to all the men in the house who's married. Uh, In your relationship, does your wife cry more than you? If so, please raise your hand. Come on. I want you to see it. I want to see all the men. You're not alone. You're not alone, okay? So I was reading this article. I mean, also, if you you, you don't understand that the man is wired in a certain way, if you don't understand the woman is wired differently in a certain way, you're going to miss one another. So at times, (laughs) this doesn't normally work very well, but uh, my wife might be crying, and then I like, I have no idea why are you crying now. No idea. And her response is,
0: I have no idea why you can't see why I'm
1: crying. (laughs) (laughs) So we're missing one another. In general, guys, that doesn't work. Um, But this article I read, this is like, it's an eye-opener for me. It basically said that both male and female are emotional beings. We are both emotional beings, but we we express our emotions differently. So they say women are more able to express their emotions, they're more in touch with their emotions as well. Guys tend to battle to, to express their emotions. And also they say because of how we're wired, we tend to manifest our emotions in the form of anger, you know, and not necessarily in tears. So it's important to understand because we can also then judge one another and say, oh, he's so emotional. I don't know. Why the heck are you know, what What's going on? You know? And and to have more compassion and understanding, it solves the, the challenge very quickly compared to piling on the guilt like he's pathetic or, you know, from a man's perspective, I cannot imagine you freaking out about this massive spider when it's, it's small, it's small, you know, it's just different for a man. like, it's a small spider, it's, ah, it's massive. You know, so you can judge her. you can say, well, it's just different. You know, we see things differently. We, 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 we calculate, we, we work through things differently. And, and when you see the difference, then you can start celebrating. For ladies, for instance, have, a, have a, a much higher EQ than men, emotional IQ. So they are more aware of relational things. I mean, in, a, in, a, in the business world, if you want to have a great organization, use the strengths of the men and the strengths of the women. It's different. It shouldn't be the same. You know, so the ladies can, they, 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 they have a massive role to play in, in, in healthy relationships, a healthy environment. And, uh, and we need to understand that and not necessarily look down upon. The same way, ladies must allow the guys to, to, to bring their strengths to the table. And also then it says there, uh, when she speaks, her words are wise. Now, you know, this, this, I've, I've learned this also over time. And I share this often because, guys, we need to get this. Because we tend to sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes, look down upon the opinions of our wives. So it's happening in our office meetings at church sometimes. You know, we're sitting, we're brainstorming something. Sonica has an idea about something, and I'm thinking, that's a bad idea. I'm thinking it. (laughs) Because I'm not that stupid to say it. <laughs> so I'm thinking, that's a terrible idea. But then I start simmering on the idea. And I think, that's not a bad idea. And as I simmer a little bit more on it, then I think, that is a brilliant idea. But it's a completely different angle. It's from a different perspective, you know?
0: And, 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 and later I... you claim it's your idea. <laughs>
1: Well, if it's a great idea, yes. <laughs> so she makes me look good, awesome. <laughs> but, but this is huge, because we tend to think our, our, our perspective, our opinion is this, is that's it, you know, or that's the best one. And I tell you, as I grow older, <laughs> I learn I really need people, you know. We really need input from different perspectives. I'm not seeing it all. And I promise you, God has designed the marriage in this way. Guys, God has hidden wisdom in your wife. You don't listen at your own peril. It will backfire. And it's happened to me a few times. Massive, massive, massive mistakes that I've made because I didn't listen. And so what I've also learned is that I need to create an environment for my wife to be able to speak. So I need to encourage her. I can pick up when she goes quiet. And then I'm like, oh... I'm being set up for a massive fall. My wife needs to speak, you know, so I need to patch things up so we can, please, please speak. I need that input. God has hidden some, something inside of you, you know, so this verse is beautiful. It says, Her words are wise. Guys, our ladies have so much to give us, but we need to create an environment where, that, where they can flourish and then give us that input. All the men say, Amen. 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 Okay, so ask her, ask her, what is she thinking about this? Even of your work environment, your business, they see things sometimes, oh, Sonica saved me multiple times of stupidity, great stupidity. So praise God. Okay, so ladies are beautifully wired, nurturers, helpers, partners in life together. It's a beautiful God, heaven dance, heavenly dance. Now with the guys, Ephesians 5, 25 to 28, just ending off with this. It says, husbands, go all out. Come on, guys, say all out. All out out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. This is a powerful, yeah, it's a beautiful uh, passage. It says, go all out in your love for your wives. Guys, we, guys tend to like our TVs. And uh, so we like to stare at our TV. Whatever it might be, sport or whatever. I want to say to you guys today, the best show in town is sitting next to you. <laughs> the best show in town. You know, they're, 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 that, that's where you should be investing. That is where you should be. And, and I know we get distracted, you know, I need grace as well for this. But the moment I'm reminded again, it's like, focus. Come on, guys, say Focus. Focus we like to focus a whole lot of other places. Huh? How does it work? We fight for the love of our life before marriage. On skit ons We shoot our, our deer. And then what? We have our trophy on the wall. We have wedding day. We like, yes. I did it. I got it. I got her to say yes. And now, now what? We go on with life. No, the battle has just begun. The fight has just begun for your wife's heart. It shouldn't stop there, and it often does. It stops there at wedding day, or maybe the first month or two, you know, and it should continue. We need to focus. Come on, guys, say focus. Focus. It's important. We need to focus. And, and And so, your wife is the the ultimate the ultimate the best show in town. come on <laughs> okay so there 's another area that's that that what just want to emphasize is the whole thing about being a hero. Guys, we want to be a we, uh, boys want to be a hero superman unfortunately there 's a Clark Kent as well, not so awesome, very ordinary. But we still have, we have still little hoping and dreaming to be the, the hero. Do you know who, who's a real hero? A real hero is a man that is faithful to his wife and to his children. A real hero, the ultimate hero in this world. If you want to, if we want to transform South Africa right now, just have every father be a husband and be at home and be present and love his family well. They've done studies. Our major, major, massive problem in the world is fatherlessness. That's the big problem. And so every man can be a hero simply by being faithful, by being the provider, the protector, and being present. Many of us are at home, but we're on the phone. We're at home, but we're watching TV. Or we are at home, but our hearts are still at work. The ultimate hero is a man that is present and who's affectionate with his children. There's such power. I watched a documentary about young people, people as they grew older, and they got very confused about their identities, and very messed up, and they can all trace it back to a, often to a dad that was too harsh or too indifferent or not sufficiently present or not affectionate. And there's something about a man being affectionate with his children. So guys, real men cry at times. Not all the time, not all the time, but at times. <laughs> real, a real man is, is, is fine at times to show his emotions. Don't be afraid to do it. And to be affectionate. I just love my, my boy with Vian just to hold him and, and hug him and and we, we're very affectionate, and, and I can see he's, he's secure as a, as a young, as a, young, as a, as a boy. Um, we had this wonderful uh, a moment a few, few Sundays ago, So I, on Sunday mornings, but every morning of the week, I'm normally in my prayer room. And, uh, and so the one morning, Vian came in, he comes in now with his Bible, and he comes and sits next to me, Daddy, I'm reading my Bible. And he's now saying, he's reading through the whole Bible. He's middle of Genesis, and I'm like, Lord, help him, help him. through." <laughs> Leviticus is coming, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm praying for him, but he's, he's, he's going for it. But this, this one morning, I was, we came in, I was just on my knees, I was just, just praying before the Lord, you know. And, and he sat on the chair, and the next moment, he also came in he, he, he knelt next to me, and he put his hand on my head as I was knelt before the Lord, and he, he started to pray for me. So he was sort of hugging me and putting his hand and then praying for me. It was, it was the most awesome, awesome, awesome moment. You know, just dad and son together before the presence of God. It was, it was for me a, a moment. You know, but we need to be affectionate. Guys, dads, have you said to your children recently, I love you? And, and touched them, hug them. <laughs> Do you? Even the boy, come on. Boy needs love. If, if the, our children don't get love from, from dad, they're going to look for it in the wrong places. So they need to be secure and know that they are loved. You know, so I, I read this verse about um, King David as he was about to, he was passing away was on his deathbed, and he spoke to his son Solomon, and he said to him, I'm, I'm about to go. And then he said, Solomon, be a man. Quite amazing scripture. Be a man. Not like the world says. Be a man like the Bible says. What is the ultimate man? The ultimate man is Jesus, and he in the scripture says, "Love as Jesus loves the church. Love, love your wife, love your spouse." And it says there, you know, a love that uh, is by giving, not getting, that sacrificial component. Then it says, "Christ's love makes the church whole." His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. You know, so we need to speak the w- right words over our, our spouse. And, but we also need to f- follow that up with action. You know, guys, be a man. Get a job. Pick up your clothes. Pick up the towel. Put this toilet seat down, man. Come on. You can do it. Get a job. Be a man. Serve in the house. Do Those, those basics communicates to your wife, I value you, you know. So the words you say and the things you do is is huge. And I'm preaching at myself right now. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so this is very important to uh, to understand then. And so so one of the things I've, I've found, that, that verse, just end off with this, that, that verse speaks about Jesus revealing the Evoking the beauty and making her whole. Guys, we have so much power in our words and our actions to cause wholeness and confidence in our spouse. And I see over the years with Sonic, I've always believed in it. I've always spoken the, the words over. You can do it. Step out. You can write the book. No, I can't.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. It's amazing. I think... The most powerful prophecies I've received in my life is from Andre. And it's things I've written down and it's things I often look back upon and then I think, Yo, he's spoken this over me in two thousand and eight. Still remembers the specific one and how it has just come to pass because he always believed in me. He always encouraged me to dream bigger to see myself from God's perspective, to to break through my, my fears and intimidation. And he's, he's always had the ability to see something in me that nobody else did. And even in seasons when I was really not on top of the world, where I was battling, where I was struggling, where I wanted to run away, hide somewhere, he was the one keep on believing in me, encouraging me and just speaking words of life. And... A big portion of who I am today and the boldness I have today is because of his encouragement. And this is the power. This is the power of speaking life of one another. And I will be forever thankful for that.
1: Yeah, amen. So, I want to encourage us. Guys, you know this. Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) (sighs) But you need to see first woman. And celebrate who a woman is. And then you need to see who she specifically is. And call out the beauty, the wisdom, the strength. They have so much. Your wife has so much to give, guys. And I want to encourage you to speak it. Pray over her. We pray together often. It just does something. In the end, I win. That's what that verse says. It says, you are the last bit there. It says they're really doing themselves a favor since they already won in marriage. So there's a a heavenly dance, and I want to encourage us to pursue it, to begin to invest, to be affectionate, even in public, you know, hold hands, um, invest, let those fires burn again. Amen. Amen. So there's an assault against marriage, and God is calling your marriage to be beautiful. Come on, let's say it. God is calling my marriage to be beautiful. Okay, so even if you're not married yet, one day, one day, it's going to be. So we want to release hope and uh, and strength over you today. Amen.